So we're in a series, uh, Teach Me to Pray. So it's a, a series on prayer. And I want to talk to you tonight. Uh, um, I want to talk to you tonight about uh, Jesus' model prayer. And um, so I just want to start off. Uh, any football players in the room? Any people play football in high school? Raise your hand. Come on, football players. Can I growl at me or something? No, don't growl at me, okay? Um, so I played football in high school, and, and I played at Granville. And, yeah, we beat Jenison in Hudsonville one year. We lost all the other years, so we did. Um, so I played football, and in and, and my football team, before every game, we would pray the Lord's Prayer. I was the quarterback. Sunshine, sunshine. Remember, the Titans is my favorite movie, so... Um, uh, where was I even at? So I was in the locker room before every game. We would, we would pray the Lord's Prayer. And you know, you know how it goes. It's our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive those who, debt, or, who are forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we pray this every, before every football game, right? And as a high schooler, you're like, why are we praying before we're going to go play football? Especially at Granville, I'm like, coach, you just got done cussing us out. Um, and now we're going to pray. <laughs> and all my, all my teammates, and I'm like, y'all are going to go party tonight, and we're praying. You know, like, it didn't make sense to me uh, why we prayed the Lord's Prayer, but it was, it was actually the most common experience that I had with the Lord's Prayer, and it almost gave a distaste put a distaste in my mouth for it because it was in such an immoral setting on my football team. Um, and tonight I want to talk to us about the Lord's Prayer and how it, it's not just a, uh, it's, it, Jesus didn't give us the, this, this prayer just to copy and paste, but to guide and direct us in our prayer life. He didn't give us the Lord's Prayer just, just because he gave it to us for a specific purpose, and what I found out in that, in that prayer in, in the locker room is that saying the Lord's Prayer doesn't actually do anything for us. What matters most is the motive and the faith behind what we pray. Amen? It's the motive and the faith behind the words that we're expressing to this invisible God who we can't see. And I want to read it to us uh, tonight. So Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's teaching them how to pray. So in the last two weeks, we basically talked about prayer. If you weren't a part of those uh, nights, I really encourage you to go to our podcast and, and catch up on those. So he says this, pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. 
And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Quick side note. Some of your Bibles, you've, you've seen the phrase, and your, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen? You've just heard that? Raise your hand if you've heard that. So that's actually not... That's actually not found in the original manuscripts of the Bible. That was actually added later on. And so in some of your Bibles, it'll be in parentheses. In some of your Bibles, it won't include it. In some of your Bibles, it will include it. It's just a side note for you to, to, to know when you're reading your Bible. Um, if you're reading your Bible now and you notice some weird side notes about that last phrase. It just wasn't found in the original manuscripts that were found. So um, what, what we find here in this model prayer is that, is that Jesus teaches us that in prayer, it should start with God and end with us. So Jesus' model prayer is that it should start with God and end with us. So Christmas just happened, right? And uh, so how many of you know some people who like go all out for Christmas presents? You know what I'm talking about? Like, like you all know people, maybe you work with them. Hopefully you're not, you aren't those people who like take out, uh, go, go into debt in order to buy Christmas presents for people. You know what I'm talking about? Like some people are just go, oh, above and beyond and they just value presents so much. And if, if you do that, I highly recommend you to go to the, the, uh, the Financial Peace University and learn how to budget um, and learn the dangers of debt. But, um, but for, uh, for, this, for this talk, I, it's so funny to me, like I remember growing up and remember like when you'd like want a new video game system, system you do, like guys, like remember when you got like the original Xbox or maybe it was like the, the Wii that you got or maybe like it was a video game system with the Nintendo DS or for girls, I, I don't have any sisters. I, what did you girls get? I don't know, like makeup? I don't know, like what did, you got the Wii? Okay, so the video games aren't just for guys. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but there's these gifts that we get, and, and sometimes, and sometimes, you know, I would notice that one year, like, you'd get a gift, and then it, it's, like, so expensive, right? Your parents spend, like, $500 on a new video game system controllers and games, and then within, like, four months, you don't even use it anymore, right? Like, within four, that's, like, what happened to the game? Oh, yeah, that's just, you know, friends stopped playing it, you know, got too busy, and then this really valuable item goes unused. It's, like, such a shame. Um, and, and tonight, I want to just connect that with prayer and to say that prayer is a gift that was purchased for us that had a high, high price. Like prayer, prayer is not a leisure, leisurely, lighthearted thing. Like God had to do quite a bit in order to make it possible for us to pray. Like, yeah, like it wasn't just this light thing. Like prayer was a big, like he so desperately wanted us to be able to pray that he sent Jesus. You see, God knew that your sin and my brokenness, your sin, my sin, and my, our brokenness was keeping us from this dynamic of prayer relationship with God. And so he, he sent Jesus to, to, to pay the penalty or to take our place, to take on our sin so that we could be forgiven, so that we could actually become the righteousness of God and we could actually have a relationship with God. So the beautiful thing about God, God's like incredible. He's rich in mercy, right? He, he's a perfect God, but he's also like, he's also like, he knows what he's doing. And so he, 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 I'll just say this, anyone can have a connection with God. 
I want you to say, anyone can have a connection with God. It's, it's such a powerful truth of, 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 of the kingdom is that it doesn't matter what family you come from, doesn't matter your gender, doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your upbringing, doesn't matter your, educational, your education, doesn't matter what school you went, it doesn't matter if, if you're divorced, if you're an orphan, if you're adopted, it doesn't matter if you know who your parents are or not. Literally anyone can have a connection with God. And it blows my mind. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you feel like you fit in church culture or not. It doesn't matter if you feel comfortable at access or not. You see, God didn't, Jesus didn't die so that you could fit in at a church. Jesus died so that you could pray to him and live your life in accordance with his word. Like that's why he came. And so anyone can have a relationship, but one thing we do need, in order to have a connection with God, we do need to receive God's great sacrifice he made to make that connection possible. You know, we, mu- we must first come to know that God loved us while we were still sinners, right? That while we were broken, while we were into drugs, while we were sleeping around, while we were in pride and gossip and arrogance, while we were, in, while we were partying, while we were doing all the crazy things that we do in high school or growing up, or maybe you're like me and you were a good old boy or a good old girl, you didn't do all those things, thought you were better than everyone else in your school, let alone you need to be saved from your self-righteousness. Come to find out we actually don't need to be saved just from the disgusting sins but the most disgusting sin of all, which is pride. So God levels the playing field and says, it doesn't matter where you come from, what house, if your parents are together, divorced, if you come from a Christian home or not, we all need this person, Jesus, to save us. And we all need to make this personal confession, personal decision to say, Jesus, To hell with the world, I'm going with you. You see, without that, without receiving the free gift of forgiveness that Jesus came to offer through his life, his death, and resurrection, we can't have that connection with God. And And the point that I'm making is that Jesus paid a high price for us to have a relationship with him. And sometimes I feel like we treat prayer kind of, kind of, indifferently. I think we treat prayer as something of like, eh, if I get to it. I think we treat prayer as, God, I'm doing you a favor today if I pray. And I know it's kind of heavy right now, and I'm okay with that. (laughs) But the gift of prayer in connection with God was not cheap. Jesus paid a high price. And here's the most beautiful thing. The person whose life, death, and resurrection that purchased our crummy, hell-bent life also is the same person who teaches us to pray. It's Jesus. And he gives us this model prayer in Matthew 6. So I don't want to overcomplicate it. I don't want it to be scary. I don't want it to feel like that you can't do it. I want you to feel like anyone and everyone can come to God. But what he does require is a heart that says, I'm hungry for God. Not the heart that says, I want to hold on to my life. 
Because the Bible says that if you want to save your life, you have to lose it. And if you try to save your life and hold on to your life, he says you'll lose it. Anyway, let's keep going. This, this model prayer. We've been saying this uh, the last few weeks, and I, it's just so true. It's so simple. And, 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 and it's, that's the thing about prayers is so simple. Anyone, a four-year-old can pray, but also it's the highest and holiest work that anyone can accomplish is, is developing friendship with God when no one's looking. So private prayer, private consistent prayer is the only way to have a relationship with God. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that crazy how simple that is? Some of us, you know, doctrine is important. Theology is important. Knowing your Bible is right there. But I would, I would say that in all of our Bible reading and, and, and understanding and growing in knowledge of God's word, if it's not coupled with consistent private prayer, it won't develop a relationship. And Jesus says, he says there's going to come a day that people are going to come. It's the, it's the parable of the bridegroom. And the people are going to come and there's this feast and they, 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 they're not there on time. And they, and they knock on the door and they say, Jesus, we heard your teachings. Jesus, we were there with you. Jesus, we rubbed shoulders with you. And Jesus is going to say to them that day, I never knew you. Depart from me. So it shows us that, that God's deepest desire and the highest priority is relationship with us. And the way that we do that is through digging into God's word and coupling that with consistent private prayer to develop a personal connection with God. I can't get any more simple than that. Doesn't matter if you, it doesn't matter if you have a third grade education level or if you have your doctorate in some theological topic. Everyone gets in the same way. That's through Jesus' personal relationship. That is good news because I'm not that smart. I was going to be an elementary school teacher. <laughs> so Jesus gave us this model prayer. Let's go through it. I'm going to break it down piece by piece. And I'm hoping that it can encourage you and challenge you and inspire you to start praying like you've never prayed before. Because that's how you'll have your greatest year yet. Not by promotion. Not by better grades. Not by any of that stuff. It's by strengthening your commitment and your, and your relational uh, touch. I don't know. Strengthen your relationship with God. There we go. So let's pray. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Why don't everyone just uh, pray this? Or let's just uh, say this together. Is it up on the screen? Okay, ready? Let's do this. Our Father who is in heaven, just say it with me. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Some of you were like, for yours is the kingdom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, can we just pray real quick before we, we, we close here? Or not close, but go to the next part. This is not a close, okay? I don't want you to be like, oh, it's already done. Okay, I got like 30 more minutes. I'm kidding, not 30 minutes, but a few more minutes. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for this model prayer. I pray that it sinks deep in our heart, God. Help us to be childlike tonight, God, and not to think that we're too, uh, we're, we're, we're too mature to receive this model prayer, God, but that we would learn from the master teacher, Jesus, 
that we'd learn from him, the one who purchased the, the ability for us to connect with God. And thank you that anyone can come to him, no matter what sin we've been in, God, anyone can come tonight and meet God in a personal way. So we pray, soften our hearts, God, and help us to receive from you in Jesus' name, amen. So he gave us this model, uh, this model to follow. And so uh, before we get into it, I, I have a little piece here. Some of you know that I went to college to be an elementary school teacher. I just said that. And in our courses, um, we were taught how to write actually instructions. Okay? This is why. Okay, so here's some examples on the screen of some students who kind of didn't fo- follow the instructions, but they were so vague that, that, that <laughs> they took advantage. Name the quadrilateral. Bob, Sam, Tedison. What Tedison? Kate and Harry. <laughs> okay, next one. Find the difference between eight and six. Eight is all curly and six is not. <laughs> next one. Right or. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, it says write the following words in alphabetical order. You get it? So they just mix and match the, 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 the words in alphabetical order that are not even actually words. So, so my point in that is, is, you know, Jesus gave us this instruction, this model prayer, but it's not something to be copy and pasted. It's, it's a model to follow. And no one's, no one's too mature to not follow. Like, you can't be so mature to not follow this model. And everyone should follow it. So I'm going to start off. It starts off with uh, our Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven. You know, it's, it's just so important to, to recognize in daily, this is the power of consistent prayer. Our Father in heaven. There's two parts here. The first part is our Father. You know, God actually adopts us as his kid once we come to him with a pure heart and receive Jesus and receive salvation. And he, he gives us a new name. He takes us from the kingdom of darkness, brings us into the kingdom of light. And he actually starts to father us. He starts to show us our identity. He starts to show us that we're valuable. He starts to show us that we don't have to earn his love, that he gives it freely. He starts to show us that even when we mess up, he picks us back up just like a dad would his kid. God's fatherly nature is the first thing that Jesus tells us to focus on. Before we go into confession of sin, before we go into any of these other things which are in the Lord's prayer, before we even confess our sin, Jesus says, before you identify that, I want you to identify me as your father. Because a real good father, even when their kid sins and messes up, he goes, you're still my son. You're still my daughter. And so the father nature of God is the first thing that we identify in our prayer life every day. And then it says, in heaven. The second part of this that we should realize is that God is in heaven and that he is in, that he has things under control. There's something that, you know, we, we get so worked up. Jesus says, don't worry about, don't worry about today. Today has enough trouble, or do not worry about tomorrow. Today has enough trouble of its own. There's a part of realizing our fathers in heaven that he, he is there. His hand is upon the earth and your and my life and nothing surprises him. There's something so settling with that if we could do it consistently. If you don't do it consistently, it might just be a religious thing that you say or that I say. But when we take it deep in heart, contemplate it, and not rush through it, but go, our Father 
in heaven. And you wait in prayer. Like that is so powerful. No, like nothing can replace that. The next thing that we do. Oh, I'll say with fatherly. You know what dads do that, that sometimes sucks but it's always best for us? They spank us. Who got, who got spanked growing up? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, before I forget, Abby, if you're watching, I love you at home. She had to stay home because Remmer was being a stinker today. I love you, baby, if you're watching online. I'm sorry that Remmer was being a pill today. I love you. I do love you, Jesse, so there you go. So the next, the next part of the Lord's Prayer says, Our Father in heaven, it says, Hallowed be your name. So this basically just means holy is your name. Holy is, is, is a word that means set apart. So basically at this point of the prayer that Jesus tells us to pray, he says, you need to recognize how set apart I am than you. Like, his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. We come to we say, God, I would have never thought. Like, you're so holy. You're so good. You know, we can relate it to the sun. You know, like the sun, like, it's just so powerful. All of life on the earth is sustained because of the sun. But as you get, if you were to get too close to the sun, you would die because of the heat. And so it is with God's holiness that because he is so perfect and holy and righteous and perfect, and we are human, he loves us, but his holiness is nothing like the condition that we're in now, but he invites us to recognize his holiness, his set-apartness, his goodness, his greatness. His, and as we do that, it, 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 it's, a, it's a posture of worship. And I want to just say this. This is, the, this is worship, okay? Romans 12.1. It's not singing, it's singing's a part of it. Worship is this, Romans 12:1. Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So our spiritual service of worship is offering our life to God. It's not offering a song, it's not offering a Thursday night. It's not offering a Sunday morning. It's not offering a consistent prayer life. It's saying, God, this has been my prayer as I've been, you guys, I've been going through this Lord's Prayer for the last like six months every day and it's just like, radically changed my life. Like I thought I knew how to pray and then I started praying this way and I'm like, wow, this is so much better. Like, Jesus, you were right, go figure. And, <laughs> and my, my prayer every day in the morning when I pray is I say, God, my life is yours. My eating, my thinking, my living, my breathing. My whole life, God, today is yours. And imagine saying that every day. That my work life is yours, God. My, my, my marriage is yours. Every part of my life, God, I offer it to you because you gave Jesus so that I could have life. And this is my spiritual service of worship to God. You guys with me? So the third thing is God's plan it's to pray for God's plan to happen. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So praying is about us laying down our perspectives of the world. We were all trained up with a very uh, uh, filtered view of what the world is, is and what's important. 
Some of us, our parents modeled things great. Others and most of us, our parents modeled things very poorly. Fighting and dissension, watching arguments and fighting over money and, 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 and just create a lot of divorces that happened and were brought up in just very, in a lot of brokenness. And, and what we need to realize is that God's word shows us God's will and we don't just need to pray for what we want to pray for. We have to go to the word of God and ask ourselves, God, what do you want me to pray for? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So prayer in the word, prayer in the Bible is so important. It's so, so important. See, prayer is me speaking to God. Reading and understanding the Bible is the simplest form of God speaking to me. You know, so many people say, I want to hear God's voice. I say, oh, that's amazing. I got a great place for you to start. It's in the book of Matthew or in the book of Genesis, or in the book of Ephesians, wherever you're going to start, that if you want to learn to hear God's voice, you need to know his word. And that's where we see God's will, and we see his, his character and his desire is in his word. Couple that with prayer. Oh my gosh. Holy moly. Imagine. I just said holy moly. Wow, I'm like, I don't even know how old I am. Um, when we know God's word, we can actually pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When it comes to lost people in our life, when it comes to our city, when it comes to our workplace, when it comes to our school, when it comes to our family, when it comes to everything for global missions, pray for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. So, remember, Jesus teaches us to pray, to start with God and to end with us. Start with God to end with us. And so we've started with God, our Father in heaven. Uh, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now he gets to us because prayer, God does care about us. And he wants us to be thriving spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And this is the part where he goes, give us today our daily bread. So it's th- these are the personal requests. Give us today what we need. And here's what I'll say about living in America. Most of us have what we need. So this is a great spot for me personally where this is my Thanksgiving spot. This is where I'm like, God, I thank you for salvation. I thank you for giving me a job. I thank you for giving me food. I thank you for giving me clothing. But here's also a spot that if you do have need financially, wherever your need is, this is the spot to bring it to him. And with all these things, we don't rush through them and just get the prayer done. We sit in them and we put our own personal twist or our own personal language to personalize it because God always wants it to come from the heart. So give us today what we need. God will meet every one of our needs in prayer. You know, so many, so many pastors go out there and so many speakers will say, God will meet every one of your needs according to his riches and, and, and glory. And, and Jesus does promise that, but he says, seek first the kingdom. <laughs> and then I'll give you what you need. Not that it's a conditional statement that you need to earn it, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a reality that when we seek God first, he takes care of us. And when, we seek first, when we seek God first in prayer, it actually shows and it reveals our trust in God and allows his work to happen in our life like never before. So personal requests, give us today our daily bread. Forgiveness. This is huge, guys. 
Jesus says, can every day forgive us our sins? Some of us are stuck in habitual sin. It's because we're not praying. Some of us, some of us are stuck in, 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 in an addiction. And I know there's so much to addiction and habitual sin. But before we do all the other stuff, let's, let's develop the habit of praying first and saying, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. And even if we go back into it, I truly believe that if your heart says, God, I really think this is wrong and know it's wrong and I come to you every day, ask for forgiveness, that God will start to shape your heart and start to soften your heart and actually see how wrong and broken your life is and the dependence that you need on the Holy Spirit in your everyday life. Because remember, private prayer sets you up for, for, for success in your everyday. So forgive us our sins. Next part. And... Uh, where am I here? And as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Huge. Let go of people, man. Stop hanging on to people. So many people are hanging on with like a ball of chain of people from your past and you can't, I'm just not going to forgive. They, they did me wrong. And it's like, let them go, man. Jesus, Jesus did, forgave you. Let's let them go. We're not saying what they did was right. We're letting them go on a daily basis. God, I just let, I forg- God, forgive. I, I forgive them and I let them go. And I'll just say this, forgiveness is not a feeling, it's a decision. And every day, every day, consistently doing that. And bless them. The Bible says to bless those who curse you, to bless those who persecute you. Bless them and pray that they have an amazing day. Pray that they have an amazing family. Bless them. Even if you have to do it clenching your teeth, bless them. So this next part is, is, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil, is guidance and protection. So God, deliver me from temptation. Deliver me from temptation. Protect me and guide me throughout my day. And I know this is a very simple uh, teaching tonight, but I, I promise you that if you'll take the challenge to meet God in a relationship, follow this model, not copy paste it, personalize it, approach it with a sincere heart and consistently approach God following this model and praying to God the best way you know how, reading your word and discover, reading the word and discovering God's will, our life will start to change for the better. We'll start to see God moving in our life like never before. And this is it. Jesus teaches us to pray. Jesus teaches us that in prayer, it should start with God and end with us. And my encouragement tonight uh, is not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. Uh, Take this example from the master himself. Use this model to guide our private personal time with him. And and just watch what God does in your life. I know this isn't a super like hype message or super like uh, uh, super exaggerated message, but I believe it's one of the most powerful things that ever could ever communicate to a group of people. And I believe that if, you know, I'm not here to entertain you, I'm here to help you grow in your relationship with God. And I truly believe that if we'll do this and you'll take your time to, to worship God, to, to pray for his kingdom to come and to, to get to know him as your father, that God will do amazing things in and through your life. You guys pray with me. Heavenly Father, I just, uh, just, we just come to you and realize how great and wonderful of a master and a God you are. You're way smarter than us. (laughs) You're way more loving than we are. But God, you designed us that we might model that love and that mercy to transform our hearts, God.
And I want to give an invitation right now, anyone who is not right with God, anyone who you're sitting here listening to this and you're like, man, I want that. But I've never made the actual decision to forsake my life and receive the forgiveness that Jesus offers and the life that he has for me. If that's you, I want to pray with you tonight. If that's you, just want to raise your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. If that's you, just want to pray with you. Just raise your hand up. I see that hand. You can put it down. Praise God. God's doing a mighty work in your lives, God. God's doing a mighty work in, in, in these, do a mighty work in their lives. Meet them where they're at, God. So with everyone, just repeat after me this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me even when I was a sinner rebellious, prideful, but you saw something in me. You saw that I was worth it. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross and to be raised back to life so that I could have a relationship with the God of the universe. From this day forward, I give my life to follow Jesus. I forsake my old life. Jesus, you can have my life. In Jesus' name we pray.